0: This is The Joe Ingle Show <coughs> with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingle Show is brought to you by your hard-working friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. We welcome in the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Ingle's Joe. good morning, and right out of the gate, we got a, We got a tough question for you. Are you ready? Good morning. I'm ready. (laughs) 18 2 in the last 20. Obviously, the team is playing very well. But a couple years ago, you finished with a run where you went 29 5. Does this feel better? Does this feel better than that? Because 29 5 to close the season, that was an awesome run. But this is getting into a pretty spectacular range itself here. You were on both teams. Does one feel better than the other?
2: Um. No, I mean, I don't. Know. It's obviously different. I don't think we've ever had a, maybe we've had a winning record, but it's pretty much been like 500 at this point. Um, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's different every year. It's hard to, to kind of obviously winning in general is is a lot more fun than losing. And um, when we were when we were gone, 29 and five or whatever, obviously um, everything. Feels good. You feel good. You, the mm-hmm. team feels good. The, the coaching staff, you, you guys, the fans, the, everyone um, feels good. On the um, I think after the start we had this year, um, everyone was probably thinking we were heading in the same direction. Um, kind of fighting our way through that first part, and I and think I think we thought that and, and knew that we would figure it out. Um, the biggest thing, uh, again, as boring as it is is, is, is I think that the turnaround of guys we have. And I think guys are, are really comfortable now. Obviously, we, we, kind of, we, we know where we're attacking, we, we know our defense and, and it's set and our system and um, everything's kind of just flowing really well at the moment. So you guys
1: been beating a holy snot out of a bunch of teams here lately I mean thirty point wins is just frequent and it's crazy, but that's nevertheless what it is and you guys being younger guys tend to be on social media and there's been talk yeah, they've been beating these bad teams between now and the all star break you know you got Houston you got Dallas, you got Denver, you' don't know you got Miami and all this stuff. Uh, do you feel like this is an opportunity to really make a mark between now and the All-Star break? Because if you continue on this pace, by the time you get to the All-Star break, nobody can say, well, yeah, you beat a bunch of bad teams.
2: Yeah, obviously the the goal is to, to keep winning, um, regardless of a, a team's record or, or win streak or, or losing streak. Mm. Even Coach, yesterday, was, I think we've done a really good job of just taking it game by game and um, being motivated in, in, in a different way obviously each game so different and um, different opponent different team um, even last night they're, they're they're playing a lot better than what their record is they went to double OT with Portland they've been in a, a lot of games recently and um, and won some games so I think even just have just the mindset that we've gone into a lot of these games it, it can be hard I think, I think going there assuming you're gonna win and um I think we've done that in the past, I think in previous years the games that we've um been favoured to win, we've struggled with and the games that we've we're not supposed to win we've we've kind of come out and, and, and done really well and and beaten these teams. So I think this group's done a really good job of just kind of taking it game by game and, and enjoying the the game that we're playing at that time and that, that challenge and um Obviously, obviously winning and getting out some leads is is nice for um, the guys that play big minutes and to, to see the, the young guys get out there, and I think they played pretty much the whole last quarter last night. Um, it is great experience for them as well. So uh,
0: PK mentioned social media. Never doubt the power of social media. Never doubt how closely – Jazz fans follow every single image that pops up during a game.
2: So uh, you're I didn't know where you go.
0: Yeah, I know, right? So you're you've got a big lead at halftime over the Warriors, and there's a shot of you and Draymond Green. And Draymond had a lot to say to you, and you were clearly listening and absorbing it. And, uh, and then he had a little more to say, and as you were walking away, you kind of reacted. And I thought, oh, that's, uh, that's going to pop up on Twitter. And sure enough, I had five people tweeting at me in less than five minutes. And it just keeps coming. They all want to know. That's the most tweets you've had of you. What was that? No, no, I, I, can, I can say stupid stuff and get way more than that. Don't kid yourself. Um, <laughs> but people do want to know. Uh, what was that all about, Joe? Well,
2: I can tell you, absolutely nothing interesting. <laughs> there was no... There was no breaking news. Um, It actually was a few possessions before at the free throw line. We were talking about something and um, that had just kind of continued, obviously, at the end of the quarter. I think it was the end of the half. um, We were right next to each other and we just kind of continued on what we were talking about earlier, but it had nothing interesting. It was actually quite boring, Um, but... I mean, it doesn't need to be said because it's not... It was just a regular conversation. There was nothing interesting involved.
1: So you've been in the league now for six years, and obviously you develop relationships with your teammates or guys who used to be your teammates and moved on. But I'm wondering, have you formed any friendships or relationships with guys on other teams? And using Draymond Green as an example, because you're playing them three, four times a year, and actually even more if you get them in the playoffs. And since you've been in the league for a number of years, have you been able to have relationships with guys who aren't on your team or were on your team?
2: Yeah, for sure. I think you, like you said, you, you just get- get to know people and um sometimes it's the the flip side of that is you, you have bad experiences or you get into it with them and, and you probably never speak to those people again and um there's other guys that you yeah you just generally um you see them a lot it's the same as dropping my kids at school you see, see the same parents and teachers every day and you um yeah you just get obviously get talking to people and stuff so um yeah, it's uh, I mean I still remember um when I signed my deal and playing Golden State and Draymond and Duran and a couple of those guys w- you would walk up and like congrats on your new deal and like so you just you get to know people, like you said, just from playing them and um I mean I've never caught up with <laughs> with anyone outside of our our team really, I don't think. Um, except past kind of past teammates or whatever. Um but just on court, pre game, post game, um you obviously, yeah. Like you said, it's just a a, a bit of a weird kind of relationship because it's the only time you see them. But um, you obviously have respect for other players, and and a lot of them are, are decent people, even though we get into it on court or you hate someone because of the way they play or whatever it is. But um, a, a lot of the guys are, are really good guys that we play against.
0: So you're playing against the Dallas Mavericks Saturday, and that means Luka Doncic, and he has just taken the league by storm, triple-doubles, impressing everybody. And you've mentioned this in, in previous uh, previous visits with us. You kind of saw this coming because of the way he played in the EuroLeague. What he did was kind of man-child stuff as a teenager, dominating. So this hasn't really blown you away?
2: No, not at all. Um, I think the guys that watched him in Europe, I think – I just if you've played in Europe or you understand the style or whatever of Europe, then it's a lot easier to understand. You could go look at his stats now and you 12, 13 points or whatever it was um, in a 40-minute game um, when the, the style is so different. It's like every team is walking the ball up and running a, 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 a play every single time and so there's the, the, such limited possessions. And then for him to still average 13, 14 points, whatever it was, um, lead his team. He, they won the EuroLeague. He was MVP of that. Um, I think he was MVP of the Spanish League or, or close to it, if not. Um, doing all of that at the age he was doing it is is real. I played with absolute superstars when I was in Europe and they weren't doing things that he was doing. So... Um, yeah, I think uh, I think people that watched and saw it and, and understand European basketball knew what was coming. Um, I think a lot of other people just saw a slow <laughs> um, European dude coming over to to play. And I think I, I mean his rookie year he was solid. He, he was good. He wasn't. He obviously had some big games and, and whatever. But I think what he's done this year is, this is unbelievable. One. Um, we're obviously, yeah. We're, it's exciting to, to play someone that's playing at this level and um, a good challenge for us to, to go out there and try and slow them down.
1: What would you equate that level of competition over there in Europe to as far as the U.S.? Is it G League? Is it high-level college, mid-level college? Exactly what would it be?
2: Um, yeah, probably kind of like G League-ish. Um, I mean the top teams in Europe. Uh, uh, I mean they've beaten NBA teams. Obviously, granted it's preseason and there's 20 guys on a roster or whatever, and, and probably a lot of times that the main guys are playing or not playing that much anyway. Um, but I mean my Barcelona team had a few NBA players that are playing NBA now and um, a few NBA players that had played in the past. Um, guys had been drafted that, that just didn't, didn't want to come over. So. Um, yeah, I mean, the competition over there is, is really good. It's There's guys, there's Americans over there that um, could play in the NBA for whatever reason they're not, if it's money or, or the role or situation. They're, guys are making tax-free money and getting to play 30 minutes a game. Do, 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 do they want to come over and play on a minimum and, and sit on the end of the bench? So um, I think Navarro is a, a good example. He, he came over for a year and the year he came over I think he was all first team as a rookie or whatever and, and got offered a massive deal to go back and live at home and um, play in his home city for back for Barcelona again and, and he decided to do that with a, obviously a much bigger role than what he had in the NBA. Um, it's hard to, hard to compare but yeah I mean I played with some, some unbelievable players played against some unbelievable players and um, yeah it's a, it's a really good competition
0: so we've seen NBA players go play in Europe for a couple of years at the end of the career. Have you uh, considered going back to Europe at the end of your career? Or Absolutely
2: not. When you're done in None the NBA, things. you're done. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'll be done. Um, I've always, I guess, talked about or considered playing in Australia. Um, obviously I started there when I was 17 and to sign a contract and start playing at that young was something that I'd always dreamed of. Um, I guess I didn't think when I first came to the Jazz or, or to the NBA I was gonna be here for this long. Um, I assumed it was gonna be a couple of years maybe and, and see if I could hang around for three and get my get my uh retirement plan and, and probably hang yeah. home. it's obviously turned out very different to what I first assumed and um it'll be what, eight years or something like that when I'm done with my contract here here in Utah. So um I don't know if I still be here or be in Australia I, don't, I obviously have no idea what's going to happen but um, I'd love to stay here as long as I can and then yeah, uh, yeah like I said consider playing in Australia I'd love to play um, back in front of my family and friends and help the league in Australia grow and um, yeah so we'll just kind of weigh that up as, as we go down this path
1: as we sit here today, Joe, you are, the speaking of the Jazz, are in second place alone. And listening to the are talking about, well, you know, you want that second place so you can uh, face the Lakers in the conference final. My way of thinking is, yeah, you want second. You actually want first if you can get it. But my way of thinking is I don't care who you play because I believe you're good enough to beat whomever. So if you should get the Lakers in the second round, so be it. Just punk the crap out of them in the second round instead of the third round. How do you respond to that, Joe?
2: Um, I mean, I haven't thought about the playoffs one but, Um I think like you said, I think if you're a team that's, that's obviously – in the eight in the four in the six four, whatever position it is um obviously you want to um, you, you want win as many games as possible and you want to be as high as possible regardless of kind of who you're playing you wanna you want to finish as high as you can um i think all you go into it with a... regardless of what precision or seed or whatever you are, you've got to beat really good teams if you want to go all the way and win an NBA championship. Regardless of what seed you are, you've got to you've got to beat some really good teams. So, um, I mean, yeah, when, when that time comes, whoever we play going into it, I think we've in the past done a really good job, and, and Quinn and his group's done a really good job of just preparing us for that series. We've obviously had some good wins in, in series, and we've had some some losses as well. So. Um, you just go into it, you've got seven games, you, you try and obviously win four of them, and um, you obviously, it's, again, as boring as it sounds, you take it one by one, and but the Lakers or the, you know, the seed, whatever it is, you, you, you take it as, it as it comes, and like I said, you've got to beat a lot of good teams to to go all the way regardless.
1: Right, but my point being is, I believe you're a really good team, and so, so do it doesn't matter who you're playing, you got to beat them, and you can I mean, beat We
2: them. Were, We will never... Like we 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 won't care who we play. Yeah, that's like, my point. Same as people saying that we've only played bad teams in this stretch or whatever they've been saying, it's you've still got to win like win these, these, these NBA players. There's a lot of good players in this league and, and like if they even going and say it last night is they're playing better than their record. They've got obviously last night they've got A B, they've got D'Angelo, they've got Draymond, they've got Willie He had a huge role in, in Sacramento they've got really good players. Um, so every game is is something different, and yeah, if we we'll play, we'll talk about this later. We got we got way way too much time before now in the playoffs.
0: You know, when things are going this well, and, and Jazz fans, I mean, so many fans want it so bad, they've been ruining this team for a quarter of a century, and they can still remember Stockton and Malone and Jordan and all that stuff. They want it so bad. And sometimes during the game, there's a cutaway of Quinn, and you see his eyes. And maybe it's about a call, or maybe it's about a play, or a player, or whatever, but they seem so into it, and it fires them up because they're that into it. And I'm wondering, when you're playing this well does the way Quinn interact with the team change at all? Does he, I don't want to relax, probably isn't the right word, or lighten up, but is there a little less of an edge or is he the same guy today that he was in mid-November when things weren't going as well?
2: He's the same guy today that he is six years ago when he when he first got the job. He, um, I think, obviously, as, as he's grown as a coach and, and has um, been here for that kind of time, you, you figure things out and um learn different things, so there's obviously little things here and there that are, are different but in, in terms of what he stands for as a coach and and the details and the professionalism and the player development like we watch unbelievable amount of, of film and i'm I mean that in a good way and it's um the the learning there's just a non stop obviously I can't speak for other teams because I've never really played except a few weeks with the Clippers um, but a lot of guys that come here just say it's, it's not the same as teams they've been on and and obviously that's a, in, in a good way we there's so much attention to detail and um, I said it last night someone was asking a similar question about Quinn it's just like there's there's no no days off from um, we've got today off which is nice but no no days off from learning and getting better whenever we're at the gym there's something that we can obviously improve there would have been something last night um that we can do better that hopefully the next time we play them or another team we, we don't do the same thing and um and that's hard to do to stay so focused and, and determined to, to keep this franchise going and, and obviously heading in the right direction and obviously everyone that's um, Watch closely for the six years Quinn's been here. He, he's a big part of this massive change that's happened from when I first got here and we we're winning. I think we won 25 games or something like that myself. Yeah. first Um We've we've already beaten that as of right now, but we've had a, what, a couple 50 win seasons and gone in the first round, gone in the second round, um, and a, and a, a lot is the culture and and what he does and what he brings and what he stands for. So. Um, Utah is is lucky to have him, and, and hopefully he's well. He just extended, didn't he? So he's yeah. He's here for a bit longer.
1: You speak of having the day off. Is it possible to com- completely get away from it? Can, can you, are you able to do that?
2: Well, today is like a like a lockout day, like no one's allowed to go in, which is nice because if you have a day off, but it's like a like an optional kind of day or whatever, most guys go in anyway just because you. It's what we do. It's what we used to. But the doors will be be locked today, and um, obviously we'll have a good practice tomorrow and get in there and then shoot around and that. So we've got a, a bit of time. But it's nice to have have a day off and just drop Miller at school and um, hang out with Renee a little bit and just kind of do a, a bit of regular stuff, I guess.
1: Watch TV, go to the movies.
2: Uh, I don't know. Jacob doesn't have school today. Uh, the school's got the day off so we've got Jacob at home and um, it was nice to, I mean I'll, we got back at what 2.30 but for me it's something that I uh, i love doing and to walk in there with Miller and drop her off and pick her up and, and obviously now with Jacob at home get to actually see Jacob and spend some time with him and and, um, and obviously Renee as well so its um, it's different for us, I know it sounds like stupid because we only practice a few hours a day or whatever but to to spend a whole day with with the kids is something that we don't get very often so it's it's nice for me to be able to do that
0: joe as always we'll appreciate it we'll let you go uh, enjoy your day off i will appreciate it thanks for having me joe ingles checking in once again here on 97.5 at 1280 the zone